Welcome, everyone, to our Sports Medicine Weekly Podcast. I'm Steve Cashel, joined by my usual co-host, Dr. Brian Cole, the head team physician with the Chicago Bulls, one of the team physicians with the Chicago White Sox, sports medicine specialist, orthopedic surgeon from Midwest Orthopedics at Rush. Dr. Cole, let's get right into it. I want to talk about some Major League Baseball injuries that are kind of hot on the the topic uh, these days and hot in the baseball markets. And uh, I think people will find these interesting. Want to get uh, your reaction to a couple of these. First one, the New York Mets are missing reliever Seth Lugo, who had surgery February 16th to remove a bone spur in his pitching elbow. He's on track to resume throwing around opening day. Dr. Cole, what is a bone spur in his pitching elbow, and how is it removed? So, Steve, Seth is, uh, as you know, uh, he's one of the Mets relievers, and what he had in uh, on February 16th is likely an arthroscopic procedure. That's where we use a small camera, typically make um, a couple of incisions around the elbow. Maybe they're one centimeter in length, and we can look virtually in every area of the elbow, both the front and the back. And these bone spurs can occur in a variety of places. The most common places are in the back of the elbow, where the uh, the bony prominence, that's called the ulna or the olecranon, uh, oftentimes around the edges of that or in the very back, there can be a bone spur there. And it's actually a very straightforward procedure. Uh, it's done typically with the patients awake. We typically numb up their arms. It often takes less than 30 minutes. And what we do is we make between two and four one centimeter incisions around the elbow. And we'll typically use a, about a five millimeter burr. It's a, we look in with a camera, which is also about a five millimeter uh, device. We can then visualize what the, the bony prominence is and actually just file or burr down uh, that, that spur. And that hopefully gets rid of the pain. And the good news is because it's not open surgery, we're not repairing anything, these are often very quick and uh, typically pretty predictable recoveries. Sometimes you can get someone back if they're a position player, non-pitcher, sometimes you know, within four to six weeks. Pitcher may take a little bit longer, mainly because of the fact that they got to sort of re-athleticize to throw with skill and velocity and so forth. So hopefully he'll do well and uh, we'll be ready for opening day. Absolutely. All right. That's an interesting uh, answer to that uh, question. And uh, one of the baseball injuries happening right now in Major League Baseball. Dr. Cole, hope you've tried Karen Malkin's new protein brownie bars and superfood bars, best tasting bars on the market, certified gluten-free, paleo, and no added sugar. Karen's protein brownie bars and superfood bars available on Amazon and at KarenMalkin.com. One of our sponsors, they do a great job. Okay, next uh, question for you, Dr. Cole. Another injury to talk about here on Sports Medicine Weekly. Nationals pitcher Steven Strasburg. Boy, this guy has been uh, just a tremendous pitcher, but seems to be injured a lot. He went more than six months without facing hitters while recovering from carpal tunnel surgery, but looked good in his spring training debut, striking out four of the six batters he faced, displaying solid command of practically all of his pitches. But Dr. Cole... Um, I've heard this for, you know, people who uh, sit at desks and work on computers or typewriters back in the day. But please explain um, for a major league pitcher, carpal tunnel surgery. Steve, I would say this is 
you know, at least in my experience, this is a pretty rare problem. We do see uh, some problems in batters and hitters on the uh, ulnar nerve, which is a little bit more towards the index finger at the level of the wrist, but carpal tunnel, which involves the median nerve, which is the the nerve that's sort of central going down the wrist, uh, it affects sensation, for example, of the thumb and the index finger. Uh, it, I would have argued that it's probably pretty rare in baseball. You're right, Steve. We see this in individuals who uh, are often in occupational settings with it is purported to potentially be uh, associated with overuse and repetitive activities. Thus, I guess you could say it's a it's a hitter um, and a thrower. Uh, but that being uh, that being said, um, it's it's just not that common in alternative settings. We actually also see it in pregnant women when there's uh, fluid shift changes where there's swelling and so forth. And it can be due to thickening of a ligament around the nerve. The nerve can be swollen uh, uh, and inflammation around the nerve and so forth. And sometimes it can be treated without surgery. I'm going to guess that they went for some time trying to treat this without surgery with a wrist splint and sometimes even an injection around the median nerve uh, at the level of the wrist. Uh, but when that fails and an individual has uh, weakness and or numbness in the thumb and the index finger, carpal tunnel surgery is usually curative of this problem. It is interesting uh, how it did take six months before he was facing hitters uh, while he was recovering. That is a bit longer than I would expect. You know, the thing is, Steve, you and I don't always know what goes into these injuries, into their treatment, and we're kind of just going by what we see in the media. Uh, that would be a, a little bit longer than we might expect, but uh, nonetheless, it sounds like they're expecting him uh, to come back uh, for the spring uh, training debut. Dr. Cole, we don't know how this happened, but would you could this be an overuse injury or something where you throw a certain pitch or, or you you know something with the fingers? Is it? Yeah, I, I would you know again. I think while it's very rare in baseball, this might be a situation where there's repetitive flexion extension of the wrist, uh, longstanding inflammation, uh, maybe a, a traumatic event sets it off. Hard to know. Uh, it's you know it's one of those things that I can't really borrow from personal experience with baseball players because I just haven't seen it as a common problem uh, involving the median nerve, which is that nerve that provides the sensation to the thumb and the index finger. Interesting stuff. Okay. Well, as we move on, uh, what if the best way to treat your pain is to start with physical therapy? The same athletical therapists who work with world-class athletes and professional dancers can transform your pain before it progresses to something worse. Schedule your free assessment at athletico.com. It all starts with Athletico. And to finish off our segment here, Dr. Cole, on Major League Baseball injuries, um, we're going to talk about uh, Tommy John surgery right here. A couple pitchers come to mind. Cardinals pitcher Jordan Hicks in his spring debut was touching 100 miles per hour this spring in his first appearance since 2019. This after undergoing Tommy John surgery. White Sox pitcher Michael Kopech also coming off of Tommy John surgery. Dr. Cole, do most of these pitchers lose velocity and how limited are they when they first begin throwing in a real game? So Steve, this is also really interesting because I've had parents literally come to me and say, look, uh, my, I, I've heard that uh, my son can go undergo a Tommy John operation and he will throw better than he's throwing right now. And what's fascinating is that that whole sort of paradigm and misunderstanding or misperception came about because not uncommonly the Tommy John problem is sort of has a diathesis or a predisposition where throwers are just not throwing well. They start to lose their velocity and their accuracy over time. And then lo and behold, after they get it reconstructed, like Jordan Hicks, he's throwing 100 miles per hour. 
And it's probable that he wasn't functioning at the highest level before he had his surgery. And what typically happens is, Steve, they, they have sort of a, a low-level, what we say, indolent problem. Maybe they have some soreness. They have some difficulty recovering between series. Um, they have di- difficulty at high-level pitch counts and so forth. But they're not taken out of the game. And then it gets progressively worse, or there's like an acute event. Something very sudden happens, and that sort of is the, the, what puts them over the edge. And in that setting, that may be when this longstanding, what we say, degenerative changes or wear and tear phenomenon turns into an overt or frank tear. And then they're shut down, and that's when they have surgery. So what's fascinating is once they get surgery, they can actually, and we've seen this in the research that we've published, better than 85% of the time at one year, they recover back to their pre-injury level. And when you say pre-injury, it's not the day before they had pain. you got to go back when they're functioning at their highest level of performance because many of these individuals actually may achieve that level of performance even before they started to have that slow decline uh, just prior to having an event where they had significant pain, maybe even a pop, and being unable to completely throw at all. Interesting stuff. And we're going to close with one of our... uh... Sponsors, as we thank JRF Ortho, partnering with orthopedic surgeons to improve the quality of life of patients by enabling them to have an active life through the generous gift of cartilage and ligament transplantation. Please go to jrfortho.org to learn more. Sign up to be a tissue donor at donatelife.net. So some uh, interesting uh, thoughts there from Dr. Brian Cole about these Major League Baseball and Ironic, Dr. Cole, that uh, all three, four names mentioned were baseball pitchers, right? Is this what you see as um, maybe the, the most Major League Baseball players injured are maybe the pitchers? Well, statistically, there's a lot of pitchers on a team, right? So, you know, I guess just taking that alone, we're more likely to see injuries in pitchers just because, you know, you just think about, see what they're exposed to, the velocity forces, the repetitive nature of it. Uh, pitching is a very, very violent activity. Uh, so there's not a lot of other aspects in baseball that are like that. The it's in, the the other types of injuries we see in non-pitchers are often traumatic. Someone sliding, uh, sliding arms first, legs first, what have you. Uh, a collision. So we see different types of injuries in different position players. So pitchers will often be these acute, very sudden onset injuries or maybe prolonged overuse and soreness and so forth. Uh, and often, as you know, problems with the labrum and the rotator cuff, which occur over time. In contrast, you have these other players who are just our non-pitchers. Yeah, they're lower in frequency in terms of the overall numbers, uh, but also they are often traumatic in nature. It could be running a base. It could be a collision and so forth. So you really see a different distribution of injuries in Major League Baseball or baseball in general based upon the, the, the position that that individual plays. I'll leave you with this. That's why we don't see many position players icing their arms following a game. It's usually and always the pitchers. That's right. Absolutely. All right. Many thanks to uh, Alex Roca from Midwest Orthopedics at Rush, our producer and uh, technician. And for Dr. Brian Cole, I'm Steve Cashel. Thanks so much for listening to our Sports Medicine Weekly podcast. And uh, we'll see you next time. 